One night in 1962, Frank Morris, along with John and Clarence Anglin, chipped their way through cement cell walls, squeezed through a ventilation shaft, climbed down a drain pipe, scaled a 15-foot fence, and entered the frigid waters of San Francisco Bay. They had just escaped from the infamous prison on Alcatraz Island. It's about a one and a half mile swim to the mainland. They weren't the first prisoners to try it, but legend has it, the trio were the only ones to escape the rock. Ever since the prison shut, people have been strapping on wetsuits and doing the swim for fun. People like the artist Joan Brown, an accomplished swimmer who attempted the feat in 1975. Unfortunately, a freighter passed her group, creating a dangerous wake that completely disorientated her and resulted in her getting hypothermia. Utterly confused, she swam in circles a quarter mile from the mainland, hallucinating about Hawaiian islands and palm trees, before eventually being pulled out of the bay. Much like the former inhabitants of Alcatraz prison, Joan herself used to belong to a collective of outsiders, rejected by society. And she managed to swim away from them as well, albeit somewhat more successfully. You're listening to Kunst Please, a podcast about modern art. And this is a story about swimming freestyle. In the late 50s, the vibes in San Francisco were already pretty loose. Artists, poets, and bohemians were flocking to the city to enjoy the freedoms and lack of conservative attitudes that held them down at home. The lack of structure to the art itself helped to become a hotbed of fresh ideas and talent. New York was the epicenter of all that was cool and hip, but the art was so wedded to wealthy patrons and scenesters that it acted like an unpredictable meat grinder. The free and easy feeling of San Francisco allowed Bruce Connor the confidence to arrive in the city and immediately set up a bombastic collective of artists and install himself as the president. He dubbed it the Rat Bastard Protective Association. The name was derived from a San Francisco trash collectors organization, the Scavengers Protective Association, combined with the favorite phrase of his friend's boss, an imposing gym owner. He saw the name as rather fitting because like the gruff bin men and rough gym men of the time, he and his friends saw themselves as people who were making things with the detritus of society, who themselves were ostracized or alienated from full involvement with society. They played in jazz bands, ran galleries, all working for the same area of the city, a kind of San Francisco version of Montmartre in Paris. Connor manufactured a stamp a literal seal of approval from the rat bastards. It was used by members to sign their work, but also by Connor to signal his approval of anything. Restaurant menus, adverts, tables, waitresses' bottoms. It was arrogant, audacious, and very, very silly. And it carried with it the irreverent prankster attitude that would make the city's future hippie scene famous. Joan Brown was a founder member of the rat bastards, and one of her first pieces was very, very silly indeed. It was a piece of abstract expressionism consisting of a canvas daubed with peanut butter and jam. Throughout her prolific career, Brown was always irreverent, with a fresh and evolving style 
that saw her inhabit many approaches and mediums. She made her name with the Rat Bastards, thanks to paintings that incorporated intense colours and dramatic lighting, the energy she brought into them derived from the use of large brush strokes and palette knives. She would also allow paint to drip randomly on various areas of the canvas. In the mid-60s, she completely switched it up, leaving the bastards behind and swapping thick daubs and large-scale colour for more intimate pieces. She became a hugely influential painting professor at Berkeley University, renowned and remembered for her academic knowledge as well as her storytelling on a wide range of subjects, including world travels and spirituality. In the 70s, her paintings became more self-reflective and symbolic, focused on recent events in her life, the death of her parents, her affection for animals, particularly cats, and swimming. She loved swimming. She is quoted as saying, I like to do it at the end of the day, near sundown, when the light on the water is very beautiful and peaceful. It's actually a form of meditation, and many of my ideas for paintings have materialized when I'm out for my daily swim. So famous is her love of swimming that her purple and red bathing suits have in fact been kept on file in small plastic Ziploc baggies at the library of the San Francisco Art Institute. She depicted herself swimming, jumping, diving, or simply in a contemplative mood, a riot of colour the pictures saw her clad in a bathing suit or a patterned dress. Sometimes she was fragmented, but always there, always as a subject, never an object. Viewed in its entirety, her portfolio of work is startlingly contemporary, funky and fresh, whether figurative or abstract. Unfortunately, there just isn't enough of it. Her life was tragically cut short in a terrible accident in India. She had developed a great love for the country, through her interest in spiritual and New Age mystical ideas, and had travelled there many times for inspiration, as well as artistic installations. She passed away a legend a feminist art icon who swam her own style, never staying in one lane, irreverent, funny, a true bohemian, and a vibrant and original outsider. And there it is, Joan Brown, Rat Bastard, or perhaps Reformed Rat Bastard. Cunts Please was created and produced by Jonathan Heath, that's me. Be sure to follow the gallery space on Instagram at kunstplease for the complete picture. And check out the show notes for associated bits and ephemera from this episode. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the experience, share it with a friend and start a conversation about art. <laughs>